Welcome to this series on the glorious church. It's all about who we should be and who we can be before the return of the Lord. The glorious church is a series that we've started from the beginning. If you have missed any Sunday, go back. You can catch it on YouTube. Subscribe. Let me say this. This last week, we have the 400th taped message, video recorded message that you can access. Last week was 400 messages given on Sunday, mainly on Sundays and on Wednesdays. Let's praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That was from that first week when things got shut down. We missed one Wednesday in setting up, and on, on that Sunday, we had two messages re, re, uh, uh, recorded on that Sunday. And just yesterday, I listened to the very first, the, there was a testimony given by a, a man, and uh, I, I listened to that uh, again, March, I think it was... Uh, 21st, 2020, or the 22nd, that was recorded. We need to hear the word of God. So if you've missed any, Lighthouse Niagara on YouTube or lighthouseniagara.com is the website. Go there, and you can catch every series that we've had in the last almost four years now. This past year, as the year closed from September on, had already begun to pray, Lord, speak into my heart for the direction for the church for 2024. It's out in the foyer. Refined, purified, holy, a glorious church, the glorious church, declaring Jesus for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Today, the message entitled, His Name on Me. His name on me. You know this blessing. In fact, I think it was in 2020, we had an amazing song that was around this passage in Numbers chapter 6. The Lord bless you and keep you. And there was this wonderful in different languages. In fact, as a as a German of, of German descent, I'm Canadian, uh, and I was born here. My parents came over. But I checked out that version on, online. If you ever have a chance, listen to the German version of that song, The Blessing. The Lord spoke, spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons. Aaron and his sons were the priest. Aaron was the high priest as the, the children of Israel were taken out of Egypt, out of captivity, and as the tabernacle was being set up, the tabernacle was the place where God would meet with man, literally would be meeting with man, his presence coming to meet with man. And he said, Moses, I want you to speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, this is what they need to say for blessing. This is the way you bless the children of Israel. Say to them, this is what they should say, 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Man, do we want that? We need that. We desire that. Now listen, we usually stop right there. The next line, as the Lord speaks to Moses, he says, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. To have the name of Jesus put on us. I'm telling you, when this thing of declaring Jesus was already, I think it was this part of the, the, the word that the Lord had given to me, I think it was in November-ish, might have been in December, November, December, where there was this thing of declaring Jesus, I have no, the depth of that is being made real to me. The depth of Jesus' name, the power of Jesus' name, and the power of Jesus, the blessing of Jesus on my life and on your life. Hallelujah. Is his name that powerful? We're going to see today. Galatians, it talks about this battle taking place within our own flesh, within our own being. It says in Galatians 5.16, it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Today, I'm going to be talking a lot about the law, and you're going to say, we're not in the Old Testament anymore. Now, I, I, and I, I, I am with you. We, are, we have something that is so far beyond the Old Testament. But I want, I want to show you something this morning. And I want to say to you, for goodness sake, I'm not going to read that passage today, but it is also part of Malachi. It says, do not take this, do not make this of contempt. Don't sneer at this as a believer. Don't you sneer at this. Don't you put this down. Do not minimize the name of Jesus nor his sacrifice in your life. Do not. Listen. I, I thank God for his word to me as a pastor. And I thank God for this time of, of fasting and prayer for the last 21 days. 
and the things that were revealed in prayer and through prayer, the things that the Lord still wants to do on us and through us as his name is on us. I don't care whether you're a teenager here or even younger. You say, can God use me? I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your, the things that the enemy had you doing and that was lying and deceiving you and the things of, of condemnation he would condemn you of and that you were guilty of and the shame of it, it does not matter. Because in Jesus Christ, he takes care of all the past, the present, and the future. Not that I would say I'm going to continue on. Listen, I am very much against the practice of sin. Don't you be practicing sin. That we would be refined in the fire of, of God's word and his spirit and this, the things that he may take us through that, that in the refining fire. That there would be these things falling off. Behold, I send my messenger, Malachi 3.1, and he will prepare before me. It's talking about John the Baptist. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And he came suddenly 2,000 years ago. Jesus came. Even the messenger of the covenant. Just so you know, the, the, thing, the word covenant has to do with will, but it also has to do, interestingly enough, he goes way back to Genesis, a very bizarre thing that God had Abraham see, sacrifice, this thing of the sacrifice, and the sacrifice was torn in two. And there was half of the sacrifice on this side and half of the sacrifice on this side. And Abraham had to walk through. And it was at, at nighttime, he had, there was this thing of, I have to watch over. There's, there's foul coming. And he's, he was agitated because of the, you know, the recognition of the sacrifice. The word covenant has to do with this separation of sacrifice. And the new covenant, the old covenant, the law, and we'll see how the law pointed towards Jesus Christ and his ultimate sacrifice, his body broken and his blood shed for us. Even the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And if you haven't heard me speak on this, go back and check the, the other uh, messages I gave previous to this. And so there's this refining of silver. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. The sons of Levi, you might say, who was Levi and who were the sons of Levi? They made up. Levi was one of the 12 sons of Jacob and his descendant 
was, one of his descendants was Aaron and his sons. And the priesthood continued on. The Levitical priesthood in the, in the Old Testament carried on. For most of the time, they were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. He says, I'm going to pur purify the sons of Levi, the priests, the priesthood, and purge them as gold and silver. Gold and silver is only purged in the heat of fire. Gold melts and silver melts at high temperatures. And when it becomes a liquid, the things that are, of gold, uh, that are in the gold come to the top and they're taken off. All Because gold is the de most dense substance on this planet. And so anything that's in it will come up and uh, float on the top and they take it off. Silver, not so much. It's a much harder process. And there's the refiner sitting. The right temperature, when he sees his reflection in the silver, it just happens very quickly, he pulls it out. When Jesus sees his reflection in us, we get pulled out of the refining fire. The purpose of the refiner's fire is to make the silver pure, the gold pure, to get all the stuff out. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. Just so you know, Malachi is written around 400 B.C. They were not doing what was right in Malachi's time. And I will come near you for judgment. I will be swift, a swift witness. And listen, this is what was within Israel and is within even with Christians. Sorcerers against sorcerers and sorcery. The New Testament sorcery definition also has to do with not just witch, witchcraft and the occult. Basically, it has to be that which is opposed to the spirit of God, our own flesh. But it also has to do with drugs. You get the word pharmakeia. You get pharmacy from it. That's why I'm so adamant. For goodness sake, you be careful what is prescribed to you for medication. You look into it. Trust me on this. Wickedness. The beautiful thing is this. The sorcerer against the adulterers, against perjurers, that's lying under oath, saying something that is not right under oath. I swear it. Against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans. Those that, that exploit those that are working, the, those that you work or work for you and you're exploiting them. And widows and orphans. And against those who turn away an alien, a stranger, to say, no, no, you, you don't belong. I don't like the way you look. I'll look down on you because whatever. That we, would not, we will not turn anyone away from this place. The only time that we would do something is if there's a disrupting of the order of the service. This will be a house of order. This will not be, as one person said, I came when I first came. I wanted to make sure that this wasn't a, a freaky place. I think he used the word freaky. A freak show. 
Was that what it was? A freak show. I don't want a freak show happening here. God is a holy God and he has order. We will do things in order that Jesus Christ is glorified in this house always. I thank God while you're still living and you're practicing sorcery, adultery, lying, exploiting, turning people away, and the Holy Spirit comes and there's conviction that comes upon you, for goodness sake, heed the conviction. You have opportunity in the judgment to still make things right. You know what? Judgment is good. Judgment is good. I have those where judgment came according to the law of the land. And because of the judgment of the law of the land, which is for our peace and safety, there's been a, a complete turnaround with who they are. And the Lord is merciful and gracious to us as well when judgment comes and that we would heed what the Holy Spirit is saying. And here was the issue. This was the issue. Because they do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts, I pray for the fear of God to fall upon us. And this is one of the things that's been happening to me over the course of the last three weeks. The fear of God coming upon me even who I am as a pastor, that I will speak with boldness the word of God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You get that right, your life will change dramatically, powerfully. Hallelujah. Because they do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts, for I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. I don't change, but there's just justice and judgment that comes. And it comes and it begins in the house of the Lord. First Peter 4.17. Where would the unrighteous be if it begins in the house of the Lord? It is beginning. It's already begun. Judgment has already begun in the house of the Lord. I already talked about two individuals that are in custody right now because of the judgment of the Lord in their life because they did not fear. And the mercy and grace to both of them as I've had interaction with them and the things that they're saying, one is saying, I want to be, I know I'm going to be here for a long time, and I want to be educated, and I want to be involved in chaplaincy. He's going to be in prison for a long time. This is what the Lord is doing on my heart because of judgment. Judgment is good as long as you are still alive. My goodness, as long as you are still breathing, judgment is a good thing. If you're doing the wrong thing, listen to me. If I grabbed you by the hair, because that's all I could get, get a hold of, for you to, before you swept over the falls, 
And you didn't want to go over the falls. You didn't know that it was there. Now you're in the rapids and you want to get out. And I, all I could grab was your hair and pull you out. You would say, thank you, Pastor, for pulling me out. I, I'll tell you, you have something much worse than going over the falls when it comes to the lake of fire, which is eternal. And to be thrown in there, the second death, and you say, Pastor, don't scare me. You better have a fear of God. Does he love you? Oh, yes. And this is what he's saying here. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. You still have a chance to repent. You still have a chance to be refined. You still have a chance to turn around. Because he loves us. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. So I don't know how far we'll get. Got a timer there. I'm going to see how far I get. There might be parts I, I cross or jump over. Just quickly. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. Let this begin to be revealed to you now. Because I'll tell you right now. I will not stand before God Almighty. I will not stand before Jesus Christ with your blood on my hands. No one will be able to say, you didn't tell me, Pastor. I will say what I need to say of the Lord for your sake, for your eternity's sake. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him to Jesus to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And I'll tell you, it is close. It is near. And he sent and signified it by, the, by his angel to his servant John, his disciple John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Listen, blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, I want you to listen to what he has made us the moment you gave your life to Jesus. If you're here and you're apart from Jesus Christ, you know of him, maybe you were once with the Lord. I had somebody tell me the other day, no, once I'm saved, I'm always saved. I said, well, what about the word to the church of Sardis. You're dead. There's a few still amongst you. Repent of your deadness that I don't blot your name out of the book of life. Oh, well, no, I, I don't believe that. I believe the man that I'm listening to I don't believe the word of God, but I will believe the man I'm listening to. Where's your faith that it would remain in Jesus Christ and him crucified and we would not practice sin? Repent and believe in the gospel. That's it. Simply. What I do? Repent. Make a turn, a 180, and stop practicing sin. Oh. God, God loves me, and he's good, and uh, so it doesn't really matter. Hey, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I, I'm going to read passages on this. 
You say, well, that's not New Testament. Trust me, what his word says. Once again, I don't, as I, I was firm and, and intense with this individual just the other day. I said, listen, my intensity is not because of judgment that I'm judging you that I'm better than you. I just say this to you. As a pastor, I don't want you to not make it. I don't want you to be lost because I said something and you said, well, that's what the pastor said. No, your blood will not be on my hands. I'm going to be straight up with you. So I'm not, I'm not here to judge. I'm just bringing you the word of God. Young people, young adults, every age group, listen. You listen. Listen to what we've been made. Grace to you and, and peace from him who is, who was, and who is to come. Oh, yes. To be in a place of peace and right standing with God. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne, the Holy Spirit, seven spirits. Beautiful. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler over the kings of the earth, he is sovereign. He has all authority, powers his, and he overcame death. He overcame hell. Now, here it is. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You have loved us. You died for us and you washed us from our sins in your own blood and you have made us kings and priests to his God and to the Father. Hallelujah. Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even though they who have pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Hallelujah. All right. Let's jump into this quickly. I'm going to rush here now. Corrupt priests, Malachi 2, verse 1 and 2. Just so you don't know, just quick thing, Malachi is a monologue. Monologue means, mono means one, log, dialogue, or speak, speech. There is one person speaking in those four chapters. It is God himself, and he's asking questions. He's revealing things of what should not be and what should be. And he's, so he's illustrating, he's asking things. And then he is answering the question himself. So it is God speaking all along. And now, O priests, we are kings and priests. This commandment is for you. If you will not hear, if you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart, to do what? To give glory to my name. To give glory to my name. Says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. His name. Today is about his name being on us. So this is now 
he's getting into what the problems are with the priesthood. Just as I read earlier, this is what the priests were supposed to, to say as he would end off. And the interesting thing about Numbers chapter 6, before and after is the sacrifice is mentioned very strongly. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his sons saying, this is the way you shall bless the children of Israel, saying to them, say to them, to the people, to the children of God, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So the Lord desires for blessing. He wants, oh my goodness. He wants to bless us because we belong to him. He wants to keep us. He wants to make his face shine upon us. Listen. When somebody is glad and happy with you, their face is shining on you. It's like, oh, man, this is good. When the Lord's face is shining on us, it's like he is aware of where we're at. He's looking at us. His countenance talks about his countenance being upon us. He's looking at us. He knows us where we're at. And it's for, for our good. That he would be gracious to us. Grace is having things that you don't deserve. How many, how many of you like to get something that you didn't deserve that is good? Right? It's like, thank you, Lord, for that. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you to look specifically at you and give you peace. That you can have peace in whatever way. The word shalom is very broad in that word peace in our lives, for every aspect of our life. Very broad word. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them, because that's what the Lord wants to do. But here's the issue. Yes, this is Malachi 2. Yes, I have cursed them already, because you do not take it to heart. What don't you take to heart? You don't take my name to heart to glorify my name. You don't. You're, my name is, well, we'll see. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants and spread refuse on your faces, the refuse of your solemn feast, and one will take you away with it. You might say, what's refuse? It is what you think it is. It is dung. Dung. Now, you might say, where, what, what? Refuse on your faces. You're coming with a solemn feast and the sin offering there was a sin offering that was done at the very first dedication of the priesthood. Let me read it. Exodus 20, verse 10 to 14. In fact, that whole chapter has to do with the dedication of Aaron and his sons to the priesthood to get the Levitical order going. Listen, listen. You shall also have the bull brought before the tabernacle of meeting. So there's the, this mobile tabernacle of, of, that God showed to Moses, and it was a type of what was in the, the heavenlies. So you'll bring this bull before the tabernacle of meeting, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands on the head of the bull. Then you shall kill the bull before the Lord by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And you shall put some of the blood of the bull and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger. There was one horn on each side of the altar that was fashioned. And they're going to put blood now on, from the bull on each one of the four corners. 
and pour all the blood beside the base of the altars. The rest went around the altar because the altar and the sacrifice was all pointing to Jesus Christ. I'd ask somebody, so what's the altar representative in the New Testament? It's a cross. That's the altar. And what's the sacrifice? Is Jesus Christ. All the sacrifices of the Old Testament, the five different sacrifices, four of them had to do with sac of the actual animal dying for the person. This bull died. That one bull died was pointing to Jesus Christ. Now listen. And you shall take all the fat that covers the entrails, the fatty lobe attached to the liver, and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them, and burn them on the altar. They're burnt on the altar. But the flesh of the bull, with its skin and its offal, you say, what's offal? Offal is dung. You shall burn with fire outside the camp. It is a sin offering. And this sin offering, is you had a trespass offering and a sin offering. This sin offering, you might say, oh, it's because of your sins. No, it was for the sins you didn't know that you committed. The trespass offer, offering was for the sins you knew you committed. This, the sin offering was for the ones you didn't even know you committed. And the, the, the skin and the dung from the inside, you shall burn with the fire outside. But the flesh... And the flesh, and, and with its skin, and it's awful, you shall burn with fire outside of the camp. It is a sin offering for us. Malachi 2.4, just so you have an idea, this dung. So let me read again. Behold, I will rebuke your descendants and spread dung on your faces, the refuse of your solemn feast, and will take you away with it. You are cast out from coming into the presence of God. This is, this is pretty graphic. Why? Because you have stopped glorifying my name. My name. I, I, your blessing that should be a blessing is now a curse to you. Where are we at? My covenant, or this dividing of flesh, was with him one of life and peace. This is the covenant was with Aaron, with the, 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 the Levites, the priesthood, one of life and peace. This is what God has for us. This is what God wants for us. Don't you want fullness of life? I want it. Man, I've got to make some changes. And peace, to have peace. And you know what? I'm at a point, I am so excited what is coming, regardless of all the darkness around us. It doesn't take much darkness or light to dispel darkness. Oh, man, the church is going to shine in these last days. The church is going to shine brightly in these last days. Hallelujah. To have life with and through God, to have peace with God. Hallelujah. And I gave them... To him that he might fear me, to the, to the priesthood, to us, that we would fear me. Listen, so he feared me and was reverent before my name. There's a reverence. There's a fearing of God and there's a reverence before even just his name. Do you know that they couldn't, they didn't say Yahweh. 
which is the self-existing one. It was so holy that they, would, they wouldn't say Yahweh. In fact, they wouldn't spell it with, with any vowels or anything. And they would say Adonai instead. They wouldn't say Yahweh. It was too precious and holy. Jesus Christ. That we would not use his name in vain or lightly. Because God, that we would fear him and be reverent before my name. The priests, that's us. We need to, to know, believe, and speak and do what is critical, which is to fear his name, to have his name upon us. And what we teach as priests, what we tell others is critical. I'll tell you. There will be such a pressure. There's such pressure to, to sometimes try to make the gospel a little bit more palatable. Oh, that's the cross. The body broken, the blood shed. Let's, let's not even have the, the cross in our church. Let's eliminate the cross. Even just a symbol. Listen, I'm, I'm not worshiping and bowing down to, the, to this remembrance but what Jesus did for me on the cross and where he hung this this altar that he hung on that reverence and revering I'm getting to a point at another level to move from faith to faith another level Lord let me continue to recognize the depth of what you did for us hallelujah what we speak regarding the gospel let us not be afraid to speak of sin. To have justice. The law of truth was in his mouth, in the priest. The law of truth. There wasn't a fudging. And injustice was not found on his lip. You know what? Oh, man. Let us be bold. Let us not fudge. Let us not tickle ears. Let, let us not make more palatable. What separates us from God it is it is sin, and even just to the point of, of not revering his name. I could not believe. I cannot believe what some believers speak. You know, there's no reverence of his name. There is no reverence, and there is no trust, and there is no faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. It's contemptible. Just give me my drugs. Just need my drugs. I just need my drugs. What about Jesus and what he did for you on the cross? No, 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 no. I just need my drugs. Not even my medication. Just need my medication. Because Jesus' name and what he did for us. Somebody say, Pastor. Once again, I'm talking. When a person cannot go without their medication because they need something from the medication, something is wrong. Once again, I'm not talking about good medication. What I'm talking about is that which is sorcery. Sorcery. Tied in with witchcraft and the enemy comes and there's such a bondage. I'm not going to have injustice 
found on my lips. None of us. Because of who we are as the priesthood. He walked with me in peace and equity and turned many away from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge and people should seek the law from his mouth for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. If you want me to tickle your ears and tell you what you want, sorry, it's not going to happen. You may have to go somewhere else to have your ears tickled. It's not going to happen in here. Why? I care about you. We're not playing. We're not playing with light things here. I don't want a single person when the trumpet sounds to be left behind. I don't want you to have to go through the tribulation because you're not going to make seven years as a believer. Within three and a half years, every single believer that's on this planet is gone. Because they've been killed. Or people are dropping at all ages. We don't know when our time is up. For goodness sake, you need to be ready to go. I was just sharing with people, listen, we need to be ready to go. We need to be right with the Lord before. That's why I say as long as you have breath, you can still make things right before the Lord. Once again, I say this to you because I love you. I care about you. Hallelujah. 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 The indictment. But you have departed from the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi. The covenant being the things of separation of the, the sacrifice. You have corrupted the sacrifice of the Levites says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, I also have made you contemptible and base before all the people because you have not kept my ways but have shown partiality in the law. I'll do this. Don't do that. I won't do that. Uh, I'll, I'll keep this. It's, it's convenient. You've shown partiality to the law in the law. You haven't kept the law. And so there's evidences. Then there's, the Lord is, has made us contemptible and base Low, they don't, they don't heed the word, your word of whatever, because it doesn't mean anything. You're not going to do, they're not speaking the law, the covenant of Levi. <sighs> Have we not all one father? Has not one God created us? Yeah. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God, who desires to be our father, as many as receive Jesus, he gives the power to become children of God. Even to those that believe on his name. His name. Who are born not of flesh or of blood or of the will of man, but are born of God. To be born of God, hallelujah, through Jesus Christ. Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously with one another by profaning the covenant of the fathers? You know what treacherously means? The word treacherous or treacherously, extremely dangerously. We're living extremely dangerously. When we're living treacherously, 
It's a dangerous way to live. So we deal treacherously with one another. Oh, no, it's, you're fine. Oh, yeah, man, you're doing great. By profaning the covenant of the fathers. What was the covenant of the fathers? We're talking about going back to Israel, going back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This was like probably about six, 700 years before the law was given to Moses, which was around 14, 1500 BC. Around 450, 500 years before was when Abraham existed, and then his son Isaac, and then Jacob. That was before the law. They lived by faith. And their faith in God was accounted to them as righteousness. Hallelujah. By faith. You might say, what's the purpose of the law? So when the law came, hundreds of years later, Galatians 3.19 says, what purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions till the seed, uppercase S, till Jesus should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now, a mediator does, mediator does not mediate for only one, but God is one. So he's made, uh, mediating for all of us if we accept, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, truly righteousness would have been by the law. But the scripture has confined all under sin that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. The law cannot save. Keeping the law can't save. But the things of being a priest before the Lord, we need to heed from even from Malachi because God does not change. We're not talking about keeping the law, like we, we don't sacrifice animals anymore because Jesus is our sacrifice once and for all. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed, faith in Jesus Christ. Therefore, the law was our tutor, our schoolmaster, our tutor to bring us to, to Christ, to point us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith or made right before God by faith. But after faith has come, we no longer are under a tutor. The faith that we have in Jesus Christ. What is our faith in? Let it be in Jesus Christ and him crucified. His sacrifice, his name and his sacrifice for us. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized in Christ have put on Christ. As we believed in Christ, we were baptized into him, into his death. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What was a promise to, to Abraham? His faith was accounted to him as righteousness. Just because he had faith. He had faith. We have faith in Jesus Christ, and it's accounted to us for righteousness. Now, let me just jump a little bit here. You say, what about New Testament? Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus... We come into his presence by the blood of Jesus no other way. 
There is no other way to enter into the presence of God. It is by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. What happened to the veil in the temple when Jesus hung on the cross? It ripped in two. What was the veil between, or what was it keeping us out of? It was, it was keeping us out of the holy of holies. Now, in the, the, the holy place before that, there was two parts of the, the tabernacle. The place before, the, the, the priests went in daily, but they only went in once a year, and only the high priest, with blood, into the holy of holies, where, they, where the presence of God was on the mercy seat of this Ark of the Covenant. Interesting, the Ark of the Covenant. And it came in, he came in only with blood, and it was sprinkled on the mercy seat between the two cherubim that were fashioned out of gold on that lid. When Jesus died, the, the, the veil, they, they say it was probably woven two to three inches thick. Like, this shirt is hard enough to, to rip. It was woven two to three inches thick, and it ripped from the top to the bottom. Basically, was saying... My finished, my body as it was torn in two, my body broken for you allows for you to come in. For anybody, not just the high priest, but for anybody to come into the presence of God at any time. Hallelujah. So we, can, we have boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus to come to the presence of God by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. My faith is in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. For He who is promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Oh, love the Lord with all your heart and do the things that He would have you do, the good works, the, the actions, the speech, the things that He would have you do, not forsaking the assembling of the saints as some are of ourselves as a manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I am so glad that you chose to be in the house of the Lord today. We could come in to the presence of Jesus Christ and into the presence of the Father. He is here and we came in. Hallelujah. Praise God. Especially as we see the day approaching. Listen, it's already been seen in vision. Listen, there will be a day coming. I've mentioned it a few times where you, if you come for 10 o'clock, you will not have a seat here. And already, our parking lot is full. Thank you for all of you that, are, that come here regularly that are, par that are parking off property to make uh, rooms available for people to park in our parking lot. You can do that for the visitors especially. I'm going to park around the block. My mom's, <laughs> she has people parking in her driveway, parking out front along the street. Thank you. Because there's a day coming where we will not be able to enter the vision that was seen twice by two different people at two different times, pressing their face on the window. I want to get in. There's no room. Lord showed some things how we can get around that. Hallelujah. Now, you might say, what about judgment? Listen to the judgment, but also to what God is saying to us. 
because he loves you. And if I could have the worship team come quick, just set up. For if we sin willfully on purpose, if we sin on purpose, we practice sin willfully af after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. But a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant, that breaking of his body and his death, to be counted, counting the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified, that sanctifies us and cleanses us and washes us and just made it a common thing. It's like, ah, and insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And even as we do, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, Forgive me. Or I have not had the boldness to speak what needs to be spoken regarding sin, regarding a casualness about your name, a casualness about your, your covenant, your sacrifice for us. Lord, it was your body broken. That was the covenant so that we can enter into the Holy of Holies and we just despised it, and we just say, I'm going to carry on with my sin. Lord, forgive me. Forgive us. Lord, even for the practice of sin, knowing what is right and what we should do, we carry on in sin. Lord, let the fear of God fall on us. And Lord, that we would make those things right. We would repent before you, Lord Jesus. I pray this in your name, that we would not trample the Son of God underfoot, that we would not count the blood of your co covenant by which He would sanctify us a common thing. He would change us. You say, no, it's not. It's worthless. Forgive us, Lord, for insulting also the spirit of grace. This is, I give you grace. I, can, I would forgive every single one of your sins. And Lord, we carry on in sin purposely. Forgive us. Lord, forgive us for your name not being above every name. And Lord, I just thank you that while we still have breath, we can make things right with you. God, God forbid that we would have a license to sin or think we have a license to sin because of your grace. But you take care. Lord, it's one thing. We slip in sin. It's another thing if we're practicing it. I don't care. Lord, you forgive. But it ends off. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Hebrews 10.35. Don't cast away your confidence in Jesus Christ, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. We need to endure right to the end. We need to continue on in our faith, running that race. Let the sins that so easily beset us. Can we stand together? And even as we, as we, we, as we just close and worship, I want, I want this altar to be filled 
that this altar would be filled. Can you come right, if you're coming first, come right to the very front. Come right to the very front so people can come in behind you. And we're saying, Lord, Lord, I don't want to take your name lightly. Your name is above every name. I need your name upon my life. There is a great reward. We're not going to cast away our confidence in you. Lord, we do have need of endurance so that we could accomplish the will of God, that we would receive the promise. Lord, for, a little, for yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. You are coming soon. We are saying we will be ready, a glorious church. If this altar is filled, I pray you would come. Come, fill the, the, the lines here, the aisles. Fill the aisles. For you up on top, come. Come to the front. Come up against the, the balcony rail. Come, say, Lord, I want to be right before you. I don't want to take your name in vain. Hallelujah. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. And he says to us, as this passage in Malachi finishes off, he says, Therefore, take heed to your spirit, says the Lord of hosts, that you do not deal treacherously. Do not deal dangerously. Don't live dangerously. You have wearied the Lord with your words, yet you say, in what way have we wearied you? And that you say, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Yeah, he delights, and if I, if I sin, it doesn't really matter. Nothing's going to happen. Where is the God of justice? I'm okay, I'm okay. And, and in Malachi, I already read it about the coming of Jesus Christ. He came and he died for us. He's a refiner and a purifier of silver and gold. He will purify the priesthood. He will purge them as gold and silver that... They may offer to the Lord an offering of righteousness. Do you not want to give the Lord an offering of righteousness? Hallelujah. Let there be an offering of righteousness as we come to the altar before him. Listen to what he says. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord as in the days of old, as in the former days. The Lord loves this. The Lord loves this as we come before him. Lord, our faith is not in ourselves. Our faith is in you, Jesus, in your name and what you did for us. As he finishes in Malachi 3, 7, he says, Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. Return to me. Return to me. Return to me. And he says, I will return to you. The Lord, his heart is to bless. That the blessing would not be a curse, but the blessing would be the blessing that he intends for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we are returning to you. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you right now. Lord, that people are being set free from where they were at. Lord, they're being set free in Jesus' name. Lord, that your name would be put upon them. Your name upon them, Lord. 
Lord, we declare your name upon us. Lord, as, as a pastor, I declare your name upon each one here. I declare your finished work on each one here. Lord, those that are in the balcony and using that upper area as an altar, Lord. Lord, I declare Jesus' name upon them. Lord, I declare your finished work upon them, that they will come in to you. Lord, as we return to you, you will return to us your presence in our lives, the fullness of your presence. Hallelujah. We just thank you and we praise you this, this morning. Hallelujah. 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 We bless your name. Let's begin to bless him. Let's begin to thank him at this time. Hallelujah. Lord, we fear your name. We are reverent before your name. Hallelujah. We bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, that you would bless each and every one. Lord, that you would keep them. Lord, that you would make your face shine upon them. Lord, that you would be gracious to them. Lord, that you would lift your countenance upon them. Lord, that you would give your peace over them. Lord, that your name will be upon them. Lord, let your name be upon me. Let your name be upon my wife, Julie. Lord, let me, your, your name be upon my daughters and their husbands and the child. Lord, let it be upon my family. Lord, let it be upon our family name. My brothers, Lord, upon our mother that is still alive. Lord, upon my brothers and their wives and their children. Lord, upon this, my brothers and sisters. Lord, I place your name upon them and your finished work upon them. Lord, upon those that are still to come. Lord, the aliens that are, are, are the strangers, the strangers, Lord, they will come. The Gentiles, they will come. That your name would be upon them. Lord, your finished work upon them. The blessing, the blessing upon them, Lord, because our faith is in you. Our faith is in your name and your finished work. The just shall live by faith and we will move the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord as we have time to sing. Hallelujah. Pastor Joel here. Thanks again for tuning into this sermon podcast. Just a reminder to come join us 10 a.m. Sundays, either in person or live streamed at lighthouseniagara.com. God bless and have a great day.